Welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Tessa and Shayna. We are sisters, mothers, and doulas, and are passionate about living an intentional life and all things motherhood. This podcast exists to create community as we learn how to delight in motherhood together. Join us weekly as we chat with women about anything and everything from non-toxic living to women's health to feeding our families and our favorite topic of all, birth. We are so glad you're here. Please keep in mind, the views of our guests may not necessarily reflect our own and vice versa. This is not medical advice. We always encourage you to do your own research and make an informed decision. Let's get to it. Well, hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We are so excited you guys are here. I am your host, Shayna. Oh, and I am your host, Tessa. (laughs) We never say it that way. (laughs) I couldn't remember how we said it, so I just went with that. We're separate. We're not in sync. It's okay. We're, We're going to figure it We're out. We're not. We don't have our um, telepathic vibes going on. No. But we are so excited for this episode, you guys. We have the beautiful, amazing Kylie back on with us. She had baby number two. We're going to hear all about that and dive into her postpartum journey a little bit. And we're just so excited. Yes, we are. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Baby number two in tow. Heck yeah. We love it. I've been trying to get her down, but you know, she's like her mama. She just wants to be part of the party. She has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Come and on. she knows you're talking about her. Yeah, she knows. She's like, you're about to tell my whole story, girl. I yeah, should I be the you. one here. Yeah. I want to say a couple of things. Kylie, I mean, so many things happened since baby number one, right? And then yeah. how far apart um, is your first to your second? So everybody knows almost, just kind of the closeness. Almost exactly 15 and a half months, like to the day. Wow. Girl, I think actually exactly 15 and a half months. Amazing. Yeah. And that right there is its own episode. Just having babies that close together is is a a different, like, it's not that gap of like, yeah, I got three and a half years between one and two that people do. And it's like amazing for them. You are doing it in a totally different way. And that is I'm going to say I I think it's a little bit harder in the early years, right, for us when we're having babies closer together rather than giving ourselves this big old gap, right, that some people do. Totally. But I think when we have them together, it's like, all right, we are signing up for this, right? We're signing up mm-hmm. for the next how many years? How many kids are we going to have? I don't know. You know. You too? Five, don't seven. Me. You. Don't <laughs> have seven. a good starting five minimum. <laughs> Well, I also want to say with that, with them being 15 months apart means that you're pregnant at seven months postpartum, which Mm -hmm. that is like, I feel like that's that level of intensity when you think about like, oh, 15 months, like that's like a little like time, like, okay, yeah, it's under two, under Mm -hmm. two, but like people do that. But like when you think about like, no, like you birthed the child seven months prior and then you got pregnant again and your body went through everything all over again. Yeah. And it's just wild and you're beautiful and amazing and we can't wait to hear about it and your well, your you. birth story with baby number two 
Well, I received that. Thank you so much. You know, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Um, you know, you saying like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's really, really hard having them so close together. But there are things that like, prior to having her, I was like, oh, this is amazing. All of my stuff is fresh and new. I had two girls. So by the time I was like packing away Miley's like newborn stuff, boom. I was like, oh, yep. don't take that to the garage. I'm going to be using that, you know, and mm-hmm. all of the like um, gadgets and like all the information mm-hmm. is really fresh. So you do have some confidence. So like all my mamas out there who want to do their children really close together, like there are really great benefits to doing it. Yeah. You already have you know, the Frida nose sucker and you have everything, you already have all the receiving blankets and the clothes are still in style and your, you know, your car seat that you had, it still meets regulations. It hasn't been recalled. Like, right. you, you, yeah. you feel really confident and you're still in the thick of it. So your friends are still sort of close in that, you know, yep. like window of like raising littles. You don't feel like, man, I started over again and my friends all have seven-year-olds and I have a newborn again and they're giving me advice, yep. but that doesn't fit. It does really have a great, great, you know, like feeling, you know, to be able to like be in it already. Mm-hmm. So I will say that everything else is really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> everything else is really hard. And I think with, with this like stage, you know, I went into it with um like a very, very like, like a, like a sense of like overly like being overly confident and I'm like oh my god I am the best mom Miley is a star I'm a star <laughs> this is like this is gonna be nothing I was humbled <clears throat> by the birth of my daughter Zoe I was humbled by mothering too and I think I needed that um for a lot of reasons and so there's like this growth I remember messaging you guys being like you know when you give birth to your first um there's like the birth of like the maiden dies and the mother is born or like the mother mm-hmm. something yep. like that right like yeah no that's right and I'm like I asked what happens at the second one though like the maiden has yeah. already been born or the maiden has died and the mother has already been born what happens now I know like mm-hmm. there's like a rebirth of like this extension of motherhood and mm-hmm. this extension of like your heart and your bandwidth and your patience and your mm-hmm. physical strength and your heart and your like the, the mental load of the mother and there's some like confidence that comes with that as well and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm like super like amazing and I can do anything. And then there's like some humbling with that on those hard days where you feel like you're feeling one or the other or both at the same time. Yep. Um, and so while I'm so like blessed and thankful and would never trade anything and I encourage every woman who can hear this right now to like absolutely do what is best for you and like bust those babies out back to back, you know, like I thought I wanted to do it again at like six months postpartum with Zoe because it's just like such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, but it is very challenging 
and it really tests your strength and your your like inner darkest self in every way and you have to kind of like be prepared for that and nothing prepares you for it except for the real thing so just do it (laughs) I I think it's so good that we're having you on personally just the kind of just mom and woman that you are prior to babies and how you are now and just you are the most authentic honest beautifully just truthful like person and we get to be one of your bestest friends we say that so hopefully it's reciprocated you guys we think so um yeah. it should be so awkward <laughs> but but it's just so, so cool because i'm honored <laughs> we get to see that we got to yeah. you know we met you as a new mom and then now mm-hmm. we get to witness you as a mom of two and it's like your strength yeah. and it's something like we say to you and we say to each other just like you are so strong you are so strong mm. you are so strong and it's just so cool to see and again like Thank I said you. the the inner depths of of the woman that I think you meet again um, and I remember I think both of us trying to describe it when you had asked mm-hmm. us a while back just like what happens again and like that was kind of my answer in a lot of ways of like there's yeah. just like a new you just nailed it or whatever but uh, I just think it's such a gift that you are here with us today and such an encouragement just because you're so freaking real and so honest that you are going to resonate with so many women out there and just kind of let them know like they're not alone for thinking, for wanting more, but then also they're not alone for maybe not wanting more in that moment. They're not alone. Yeah. You are just so honest. So thank you again. We're just so happy to have you and just yes. hear your heart. But again, it's that inner like, okay, I have to like face myself because now I have to get myself to two. And how does that even work? Right? So yep. most days it doesn't. Most yeah. days it doesn't work. And like I said, some days you just feel like you're failing one or the other. And then you feel like you're failing yourself. And you feel like yes. you're failing your friendships. And you feel like you're failing your partner. And you're like, oh my God, how can I be everything and the best at that mm-hmm. to everyone? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, like, that's just, it's not going to happen. And it's so easy to say that, like, while we are, like, so, you know, like, perfectly you know in this conversation but like three hours ago I was like oh my god how am I gonna make this time so like anybody hearing that you can like roll your eyes and be like Mm -hmm. easy for you to say you know but like there's no mom who's not like living the same version of some sort as like another mom like we are in like this like like society this like special group of like women and people who like there's no one else out there like having the same experience other than moms like us and so it's just like I'm happy to be able to be so honest and like say the things that maybe someone is thinking but Mm -hmm. like maybe too ashamed or afraid to say I'm I'm not and like I, I I'm saying the things that I wish I could hear someone else say so I wouldn't feel so alone Mm -hmm. that's my intention here you know absolutely absolutely okay tell us jump a little bit into your birth story if you would with our sweet sweet girl this this angel sleeping (laughs) i'm obsessed with her i'm obsessed with both my daughters i'm obsessed with them in such like specific ways and my obsession Mm -hmm. with my is like 
you rock my world and you've rocked my world since the day it, your birth was who you are mm. you cracked mm-hmm. me open and like you left me so undone in the most beautiful way you took my breath away i was like out of body with you and i still am while being your mom in the most i mean in the most like honorable way towards her and then as well as like with, with zoe i'm like your birth is who you are mm-hmm. you were so like like gentle to me and easy mm-hmm. and like quick and soft and you help mm-hmm. me feel like i'm doing a good job mm-hmm. and i need that to help me continue to be a good mom to your sister because yeah like i said i was very humbled in becoming a mom of two and like i think that if i was having like such a hard time like mothering zoe it would really make me feel like like i suck at this what am i doing but she's like no look at me like i'm like no matter what you do like it's so perfect and i'm like wow thank you so it gives me that like she fills my cup in a way so I can pour back into her sister and I hope in 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, that is like something that they both feel pride in. Mm-hmm. And there are ways that Zoe, you know, Miley pours into me that helps me look forward to, you know, the future and the stages with Zoe as well. So it's like this back and forth that they do and it just like works so well and it brings me so much peace because I was like what have I done and what am I going to do when I became both of their moms but to answer your question um Zoe's birth was everything that they say like the second birth will be (laughs) like you're like oh I just had a baby there she is it was like I remember the morning. <laughs> now I'm two for I'm two for two now of like them coming before their due date. And I ain't mad about okay, like <laughs> Miley was due February twenty second. She came the thirteenth. I would have loved to twenty two, twenty two. I ain't gonna lie. But in true Miley mm-hmm. fashion, she's like, You're not gonna get what you want, honey. And I said, Okay. <laughs> I respect that. Um, so just now every year her birthday has to be Valentine's Day theme and that is what it is. Yeah. So um, cute. cute. I love I it. I love that idea. We haven't even done anyone. Like last year was Minnie Mouse, this year is Dinos. Because she's in the dinosaur. So I'm lying, y'all. That's not even happening. It's a dinosaur um, love fest. Yeah. Dinosaurs, yes. dinosaurs fall in love. Sage will yeah. come dressed as a T-Rex. We'll oh my God. They're going to see each other. She she's would, a stegosaurus. That would seal the deal because you know they have to get married. Tesla, they have to get married. No, um, I'm I love joking. It. No, we ain't. <laughs> we ain't joking, y'all. Uh, she was due June eighth, and she came May twenty seventh. So they'd be coming early. I don't know what it is. My mm-hmm. my midwife, who I'm literally giving, I'm just making children so that she will catch them um she was because she's just like this like incredible human she's like i'm gonna be like doing a like walk across spain or like italy somewhere i'm so sorry 
don't be mad when you're if you're listening i love you i don't know what country you're in <laughs> but she was doing like 30 days of like walking yeah and she's like don't be worried about you your baby's gonna come like after your due date i'll be back i said okay well that wasn't true she came early and my midwife was not there i thought that that was gonna be like it was gonna, I'm just, I just wasn't going to give birth. Like, if I went into labor and my midwife wasn't there, then I'm just crossing my legs really tight and I'll wait. But, like, <laughs> when everything started happening, like, it didn't matter. It wasn't about her specifically. It was a very, it was, like, a deeply personal experience. And, in fact, mm. when I was in labor with Miley, we were alone. Matthew and I were alone in our room. My mom was here, but... The door was closed the whole time and I was having my, you know, contractions and I was going through labor for the nine hours, um, him and I together. This time, the experience was so deeply, like, personal and just between me and her that, like, when I was in labor, like, when I was actually, like, I was feeling this, you know, the urges, the surges, uh, Matthew was laying in bed sleeping with Miley and it wasn't that he wasn't there for me it was that with so much respect I didn't need him and mm. I was like I'm okay I got this I need you to be with our baby Miley right mm. and uh, earlier that afternoon or early morning that I ended up going into labor I was sitting on the couch and Matthew will be so mad at me but that's okay he was like trying to like flirt with me and be all cute with me and I was like I like snapped at him and I was like I just want to tell you I think I'm having contractions because he was like asking me like what's going on with you like why are you like he's like what's up you know and I was like I'm sorry I think I'm having contractions and he was like oh because they were just so subtle that it was like this deep lower back tailbone feeling. Mm. But it was like, it was just like very subtle, very, very subtle. But it was making me feel a little anxious. So sometimes with anxiety, you become a little abrasive and you're maybe a little snappy. And that's how I was mm -hmm. behaving towards him. And so I was like, I didn't talk to your child for crying out loud, you know? And he's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I can't tell because I was just like reading to Miley and making her pancakes. And I'm like, but like, like it's do. nothing though. Like, come on. <laughs> and so I'm like, but it's fine. Like, he's like, okay. And he left, went to work. And Miley and I were having our normal day. And things started to feel, I started having like a bloody show. And I was like texting you too mm -hmm. you know that meme on like line where it's like you don't you're not really best friends with somebody until you send them a picture of something that could be your mucus plug <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like here's my drawing what do you think and i was like bleeding and i'm like okay mm -hmm. midwife is walking across some country and i said okay um Matthew's working and I'm like well listen if I'm gonna go into labor Miley needs her essentials if I'm gonna be mm -hmm. bedridden after this we gotta make a sprouts run she needs her raw milk she needs her fruit we need our little uh serenity puffs we need our love birds here we go like I'm like <laughs> I gotta get I gotta stock up and so I'm like we're going to sprouts so it's like 5 p.m and I'm like every now and then having like a contraction I'm like I'm still going to sprouts because this isn't real 
and Miley and I go to Sprouts together. I have my, you know, 15 and a half month old out at Sprouts. We go to Chick-fil-A and we come back home. I'm talking to the midwife that is standing in for my midwife and I'm sending her the pictures and everything. And she's like, I just want you to know, like, I think that your husband should come home from work before nighttime. In that moment, I said, oh, damn, I'm really about to have this. And I asked her, I said, do you think I'm about to have the baby tonight? And she's like, I do. And I said, thank you for being honest with me. Goodbye. I called Matthew. I was like, um, I didn't want to tell you. Like, I was waiting to tell you. But, like, I think you should come. He's like, you should have told me. I was like, I Because it just felt like nothing was happening. Totally. We come home that day. I have a photo of Miley standing outside of our home with a box that's stocked, stacked higher than her of uh, our Amazon delivery of our like attachments to like make the car seat and stroller attachments be like for two kids that mm-hmm. day okay <laughs> and so Matthew came home from work he got the car seat in the car he set up the stroller to be a two-seater and I got in the bath with Miley and in that moment was when I started having contractions that I felt like I needed to like honor mm-hmm. it was moments where I had to pause and like have them and I thought wow this is really happening okay Molly and I were in the bath we were doing our thing and it was our last bath <laughs> just us mm-hmm. um, you took photos of it we have pictures I'm like let me hold it beautiful beautiful thing. I'm like reliving it you know, because today was a hard day, right? So, like, when I'm thinking back, I'm like, wow, like, it was so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we did that. I gave her a bath. I'm having contractions. I'm in labor, you know? And I put her to sleep. Mm-hmm. Matthew goes to sleep with her. I come out. And I make lunch. I have a lot. I'm making a lunch for her. I'm packing her lunch. I'm like, just in case I need her to go to one of her auntie's houses, Tessa, Shayna, Stephanie, Jennifer, <laughs> Kendall, Lindsay, all my homegirls out there. Shout out to y'all. Everybody, depending on how far you were, you were on the list. And I'm like, well, I just have my baby. Don't worry. Here's her lunch. And I'm like, literally packing a lunch. And I'm like, the, the contractions were like intensifying. And I, like, I don't know what it was. But with Zoe, when I had a contraction, I would just get on all fours and shake my butt really fast back and forth. I'm like, Matthew, you would have loved this. Too bad you were sleeping. No, you would have loved this labor I'm in right now. I'm like, oh, I'm doing what you always ask. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Oh. Anyways, it was just like, for me, I was like, oh my God, like this feels very instinctual. Let me reel it in. And I was mm-hmm. just like, wiggling my hip it just felt so natural go i was like wiggling and so cool then (laughs) i take a shower again by myself shave my legs like it was like those like uh videos you see of like a woman getting ready to go in labor and like doing their hair shaving their legs you're like as if i was screaming to the moon you know Mm -hmm. like i was like doing that that's how it was for me with zoe and I was shaving my legs, getting ready, packing a lunch. And then I called my midwife and I was like in the bathroom by myself at that point for a while. 
it was about 15 minutes where they were like three minutes apart and I was like mm. you know like making those noises and like wiggling yeah, fast like oh, oh my god like I remember being like oh oh my god like feeling kind of scared mm-hmm. I was feeling scared but it was quiet enough to where I didn't wake up Matthew or Miley in our bedroom you know in the bathroom and I was feeling scared in there and I called my the standing in midwife and I was like I think I should call you they are like happening fast but they're totally I don't want to be a bother they're totally bearable but they're just happening like two and a half minutes apart she said you need to come to the birth center as soon as possible I said no like I'm fine but I just thought you should know that like (laughs) they're happening pretty close together and she was like "Um, I'm 40 minutes away and so, like, if you can just be there in one hour. And I was like, oh. it was so right. I yeah. hang up. I was like, oh, whatever. I was like, I went and woke up back. And I was like, well, that's mine. You know, so-and-so says I should, we should be there. So I'm like, don't even worry. And he's like, if she says that. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, I mean, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, wait, why are you being serious about it? Why is everyone getting all serious? Because it was so <laughs> subtle. The feelings were, yeah. like, with Miley, it was out of body. With her, I was like, yeah. oh, I endured this all night. But I was scared, and I was in denial, I think. And so we pack up, mm-hmm. we wake up Miley, and that was the telling sign of, like, are you going to go see one of your aunties? Or are you going to come with us? And we woke her up, and she just looked up at us with, like, this smile and these bright eyes. And she was like, come on. And we got a baby doll for her and we got in the car and on the way from the car like from the house to the car I had to stop a couple times and wiggle and like have a contraction and we got to the birth center and I remember walking in and seeing the standing in midwife plus another midwife who had worked with me in during Miley's birth which was like really comforting for me mm-hmm. and I literally walked in and they were just sitting on the couch in the birth center and and I walked in, and Miley and Matthew hadn't came in yet because they were. She was like, he was like getting her out of the car, getting my bags. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, I saw them, and I, I stood there, and I just said, I don't know. And then my midwife, who I had worked with before, stood up and said, Come here. And I just walked over. She's like, Give me a hug. And then like I, mm-hmm. she gave me a hug, and I just kind of melted into her. And she was like, Let's go to the room. Let's go to your room. Mm. And took me to the same room that I had Miley in. Mm. And I got in and she was like, Do you want the bath? I was like, I don't want it. And she was like, Okay. And when I had Miley, when it came time to push, I wanted to get out of the bath. So mm. when we got there and she wanted to run the bath for me, and I said, No, I don't want it. Mm. She said, Okay. I got in the bed and they were, you know, just serving me. And then I said, um, I know it doesn't matter, but I want you to check my dilation, please. And they're like, at your request, madam. You know. And <laughs> and then and, we and like the standing in midwife is like, you know, checking me how they go. And she's like talking to the midwife that I have worked with before. And they're talking. And she's like, well, the prefect. And they're like talking with, I, for the first time, I felt like I was hearing medical words. And I was like, we don't talk like this in this setting, you know? I was like, hold on, what are you guys talking about? 
like, <laughs> you know, prefect. So she, she was saying something. And I was like, looking at them back and forth. And I was like, what? And she removed herself and she said, um, you are fully, um, she didn't use the word dilated. She was like, your cervix is some, you're fully effaced. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I said, what does that mean? And she's like, amateur. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> and she's like, well, you're fully effaced. Your cervix is fully dilated. And I said, like on that 10 centimeters and she was like you're at 10 i can feel your baby's head you can push whenever you're ready i lost it (laughs) i almost started having like maybe like sort of like an anxiety attack a little bit i was like "Mm, no no like i was just like that doesn't work for me like with miley the reason why i was able to give birth was because i was having an out-of-body experience so i really wasn't even there you know, all of these like powers that be were the one that gave birth. It wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I'm too raw. I'm too open. I'm too fully present to do mm-hmm. this. Like you have to call someone else. I can't do this. <laughs> That's how I felt. I'm like, you need. I need to phone a friend. I can't push a child. I literally feel fully like I can just cook dinner, do laundry. I'm fully here. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And, and I hadn't had my, like, strep B swab back yet. Like, I had just sent it in, like, three days prior. And so we had that conversation about, like, antibiotics or not. And that's just like, no. Mm-hmm. And so, thankfully, you know, our strep B test was negative. Although it wasn't much of a, of a worry, you know, personally for us. I think for me it was more of, like, um, I was buying myself time. And so we were like, you know what, let's go. We're good. And I am there and, and I and I told my midwife, I said, I just my body has like my mind has not caught up to my body yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a hard time with them meeting, you know, like mm-hmm. I understand what I need to do, but my mind, I was just in my head too much. And it got to a point where I thought, you know, like, all right, nobody's gonna do this, no one's gonna save you. You have to do this. And so I just kind of like mm-hmm had to like manually put myself in that gear Mm. and I'm like all right you know fine if they say I can push whenever I'm ready there's no better time than now and I just pushed and I obviously recorded it my birth Um, Matthew was recording it for me and Mm. I watch it back now and when I first started you know pushing um the first push I remember on the video I said oh I remember that because I was having that like <laughs> ring of fire, I was crowning and it was happening. And it was just so like interesting, you know, as I watch myself back, I'm literally laying there like this. And you know, my my hand on my chin just resting, like like as if I'm watching something. It was just like I was so calm, you know. And Matthew was holding Miley. And he's, you know, speaking life into me. He's like, you're doing so good. He's like, look how calm you are. I'm so proud of you. Miley's so proud of you. And I was like, yeah, what? Like, look at me. I have to, like, I got to show up for, you know, Matthew and Miley. Like, watch what I can do. You know, that's how I felt. It made me feel so confident. Mm -hmm. And I pushed for a little while. And, again, it was just, like, just with Miley, it was, like, pretty pretty easy, you know, which I'm really thankful for. Like, pretty quick um getting her out but it was right after her head came out 
Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's sitting there and I'm kind of waiting for the next contraction. As I think back, I'm like, you know, when I was having my contractions with her, I was like really wiggling my hips. I was wiggling them to get her out. And now I'm thinking back as our head came out, I was standing there and with Miley, my midwife kind of like assisted me and wiggled Miley's shoulders very gently out for me. Um, When I was giving birth with my second, with Zoe, I was nobody was touching me i was standing still just kind of waiting until i was ready to push out the shoulders and i stopped and i asked my midwife is that you and she's like she put her hands up what no and i'm like i can feel her shoulders wiggling left and right i could feel her moving out and in that moment it was the first time during my labor with her that i got emotional because i was very stoic the whole time and in that moment i thought no really i was like stop like tell me the truth like are you wiggling her out and she said i'm not touching you that's that's your baby she's coming out and she was just wiggling helping me you know she's like i know what to do and she wiggled herself out and in that moment i felt like i'm so thankful for this experience to be able to fully be so present mentally and to be able to feel everything physically um without you know anything getting in the way of like me being fully, fully in like what's happening, you know? And so just to be able to feel her helping me, you know, assisting me in her birth, it was just such a like confirming experience that like, wow, like, like everything is working just the way that it should. And I feel really, really thankful And she wiggled her little shoulders out for me, and there she was. Um, One thing, though, I want to just touch on was, like, I think you guys had posted or reshared something about, like, um, you know, mama. About, you know, sort of women or mamas in that, in in the birth experience, sort of shouting out or having your most, like, um, doubtful or negative speaking just as you're about to conquer that literally mm. happened. Uh, my midwife asked me, do you want to catch her? And I said, yeah. And it was right when I was about to birth her shoulders, my hands were down and I lifted my arms. I said, I can't. I shouted that out. And then right then I finished birthing her and I grabbed her shoulders and I did catch, I pulled her out and brought her to my chest on my own. But it was right mm-hmm. in that moment. I just, I spoke such a, like, you know, like, uh, humbling or like doubtful phrase like, I can't I can't but it was right when I was about to do something really really powerful and that makes mm-hmm. me like I, I reflect on that and I'm like super super thankful and I feel really good about being able to have a catch caught for myself um and cool. and then you know I laid there with her we had our our time together she pretty much like crawled to the breast herself latched on right away and we had our our, our, our troubles um, with nursing in those first like 72 hours before I found with thankfully with having experience um, with nursing my first I realized within you know the first few days that something wasn't right and I was able to advocate for myself and find help with your guys's you know help of course um, finding the doctor to help release her tie and we've had a very very amazing 
um, breastfeeding experience and I just feel like there's so much redemption in that and I'm just really really thankful shut off tongue ties with love um, we love Dr. Bethany amazing Dr. Yeah. Bethany I mean like wow um, and so it's just been like really really great uh, being able to have the breastfeeding experience that I know I deserve because I fought mm. through and I nursed my first daughter for a year with a lot of pain and I yeah. I just feel like very very thankful to be having this experience with Zoe um, and then of course you know it was all rainbows and sunshine after a few days with her uh, and I was on that high that the hormones and I'm just like the golden hour lasted like two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. and then reality hit. And I'm like, and that drop hit, that hormone drop mm-hmm. hit, and it took me down with it. And it, I felt very hopeless. And I was very, very humbled by being both of their moms. Mm-hmm. And the postpartum experience for me was different. I thought that it was hard because um, with Miley, I thought that I only had a hard time because nursing was hard, right? That's why I was like, like clawing, you know, trying to dig myself out of this dark space. That's why, only because of nursing with Miley was so hard. But I think as a woman and as a birthing person and as a mom, I think that the reason why I think that postpartum is just hard for me personally and I think I look at people online or people who aren't as open as me and I'm like they just must not have a hard time with postpartum they just must or they must just hide it really well and I don't do a good job of hiding it I don't think it has anything to do with having a tongue-tie baby that you couldn't you know, fine for almost a month. And I don't think that it has anything to do with having, you know, a postpartum doula or not. I think it's just what postpartum looks like. It, it was very, you know, it was only a few days of having a hard time nursing and then it was all beautiful again with Zoe. Um, but I still was like, why do I feel so miserable? Why am I really just like so mad and ungrateful? Why do I look at my baby who I tried to have or intentionally got pregnant with and regret what I did mm. and I think that women when you say that you were you wish you feel regret about giving birth or having another baby they're like call the authorities she's an unfit mother you know but maybe there's some like that out-of-body experience that I was looking for came later and it was during postpartum Mm. and in my younger you know years of like life like when I was like a teenager I had women and sisters and cousins around me who were giving birth and they didn't look like how I felt which especially made me feel alone in that moment and then you have people online who don't look like how you feel Mm -hmm. so you really feel alone in that moment and you have people that you think are your friends, but they're not sharing with you the depths of postpartum. So you really feel alone in that moment. Right. And it's like, I'm not a bad mom. I'm like a really good mom and I deserve like a medal. 
but I am like really struggling right now with postpartum and I'm speaking in my past tense you know I've gained mm -hmm. my motherhood confidence back and it took me about four months after becoming a mom of two um and so like I'm good now and I still have my days of like just being a mom I think that will last for the rest of our lives um but just that that those early days of just feeling like you're in this deep dark pit of like failure and sadness and struggling and ungrateful and you feel like this weird regret like you made a bad decision and you feel like you're so alone in that and nobody like I said looks like how you feel mm -hmm. you know I just I just feel like I hope that I can say the things that people may be too ashamed to say or too afraid to sound like exactly. a bad mom. I think too, like just what you're explaining right now too is gonna be just so different too with, okay, you went from one to two, right? And I think there is a big difference and some people it's harder for them to transition from zero to one. Some, it's a little bit harder that transition from one to two. For me personally, the one to two is way more difficult than zero to one. Um, and again, we can say there's personality involved and our oldest personalities and our own personalities and lifestyle and village and all these things, right, that affect all of that. But at the same time, it's just like we have factual things of like, okay, we now have two babies who physically mentally spiritually all the things need our body right and so now you're sharing that and it you know at the beginning you were saying like well yeah how do you have you know how do you become then a mother of two like the capacity it's like I think it's so cool because just as you're going into labor you your capacity already grew right where before you were just one-on-one -on -one with Matthew just going through the you know, labor land and going through it. And then now, you know, True. you have your priority and Miley's taking care of Matthew has her. Perfect. I'm going to be taking care of my baby girl and then I'm going to go take care of myself. And right there just shows that the capacity before you even knew it happened, it already happened. You already grew, right? You yeah. grew mentally and emotionally and your love and everything's already changed, but it's just so crazy that, yeah, the change from the one to two transition that and I said it all the time, like say it to Shana, say it to you, say it to my husband. I'm like, nobody told us. Nobody told us that the one to two would be this no. this much, right? Like we would be going through this much on every level. So share a little bit of like maybe if you're okay with it, just like, okay, what you got through those first four months and that right there you're saying those are kind of just like you're going through postpartum you're going through emotion you're going through the biggest hormone drop of your entire life bigger than menopause we need to recognize that that this is why women are feeling this way and they're like what the heck mm. is literally wrong with me well nothing is you just had a baby that grew inside of you for 10 months grew another organ that organ was supplementing your baby and filled with these beautiful hormones and nutrients but then it's gone and then you're just like whoa I feel a loss like you literally feel a loss of your body but mm -hmm. that affects us and so just knowing like okay all of that comes into play but you get through those first four months you're honest 
I mean, again, you were like, that's like, you're so honest. We love that. That is like, so like we treasure that. But then what now, like again, so now she's, Zoe is seven and a half months, eight months. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's a different baby. She'll be eight months. Different baby now. The twenty-seven. Right? Like February. totally different. So, so we. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not only is she a different yeah. baby in general, she's a different baby than Miley. And you're like, but wait, Miley. Oh. When she was this old. She. And now you know you have that comparison. You keep on. You can't help it. And, like, Miley didn't crawl until she was 10 months. Mm-hmm. She was crawling at 7. And I'm like, whoa, that makes a big difference here. Because now I have a mobile baby. When I was like, wait, <laughs> I thought 10 months. I'm just like, you're supposed yeah. to be a potato. <laughs> and you're supposed to just stay where I put you. Which I think poses a challenge for my toddler. Who was like, <laughs> what is this thing, first of all? I barely just gave it permission to stay. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's helping itself to my things. Mom, what is this? What's happening? So, like, the changes to her physical body and her development mm-hmm. are impacting my toddler. Right? And so, you know, you go through those first, those early days, those first four months of, like, just trying to, like, re-stabilize yourself, the invisible parts of you. I think it was hard for me personally, and, and I say this with so much grace, you know, um, physically looking unchanged after giving birth was something that I think impacted me because people <laughs> you just had a baby well you see you don't even look like it and I'm mm-hmm. like I still to this day I'm like I don't even want to finish that sentence because I have so much that I don't want to mm-hmm. give off but like that was what was said to me a lot and it take it takes away my what was at I'm like no like you're taking something from me because having a baby I want you to see it I want it to show because the invisible mm-hmm. parts of me then like it's showing and I want you to see it and so you feel sort of like please don't take that from me by saying that right but going forward you know you get through that because you have no choice uh, like all things motherhood and you find yourself now feeling really confident and you're in a good spot and then you're balancing being a mom of two right your body my daughter uh she was weaned for like 22 months my oldest and we got like a really bad cold in our house and she wanted to nurse again and and me because i just like think of her so much and i don't want to leave her out and i want to include her i don't want her to feel like she's second fiddle i'm like she is like such She's who I am so much. I'm like, fine, here. And I found myself 11 months after weaning her, tandem nursing now. And it's like, you better watch what you say. Because I would always say, I want a tandem nurse. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I didn't know. I got it. But it wasn't how I thought I was going to have it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> right? And so now I have like... There's almost two year old, like, 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 like punching my little baby out of the way to get a breast. And I'm like, but she needs this for like literal survival. Like, she needs this like for survival. You need this for your like emotions. 
this is like you just you literally just we both just had like a steak dinner like this is like you don't need this you know but I did it for a couple of months and then I was like okay this is like not working because I'm on the living room floor with them playing reading books and both of them are like like you know Zoe will one and and then Miley will like, I want nipple too, mama. I want nipple too. I want nipple too. And I'm like, oh, you're scary here. You know. And 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 now she'll say it's really cute, honestly. Say, I want nipple too on night. Kylie, that doesn't sound very cute. Night. She has to like she'll say that between me and her and I'm like, you want nipple all night? It's kind of, I'm, I'm, we're afraid of her. The whole house is afraid of her. No, no, no. But I'm like, oh, you do because she knows. I'm like, yeah, girl. I co-sleep with both my babies. <laughs> Shout out to me. Sorry if you don't agree. But like, I'll be having, you know, Zoe, I'm nursing her like this. And then Miley's behind me. And I'm like holding her from the back all the time. Hold so it. like, she's very much <laughs> yeah. aware of like, nipple all night. So good. <laughs> with Zoe, you know. So anyways, you know, like you said, like using my, like my, my heart, my physical body, my breasts, everything has been into, we've since like reweaned. If I let her, she'd latch today, you know, but I just felt like I, I had to like, kind of like pump the brakes there a little bit because at some point I matter somewhere in the world of motherhood. Like I exist, I matter. And it wasn't something that was really working for me. Um, so like I'm denying her, which is really hard again, but you know, it is what it is, but you know, you just kind of have to relearn and unlearn a lot. Um, and, and just kind of learn how to balance putting yourself like in the middle of the two of them whether it's like them physically hurting each other and by then I mean like my big baby hurting my little baby and and like trying to figure out like okay well what does all this behavior mean it's a lot of like things that like you just never really expected mm-hmm. and knew until yeah. you're in the thick yeah. of it it's a lot it's you all know. a lot it's really hard. <laughs> it's it really is. Hard. It's such a. It's really yeah, hard. It's just so. It's so much. I think that those are my words. It's so much, right? Like there's just so many things that it affects you on. I think uh, Shane and I had this friend, and she's pregnant. Um, with her second due around the same time that Shana is, and we were just voice memoing back and forth the other day, and she was just like, "I have to like." And now I'm at the point where it's like, I have to say no to something or a lot of things. And I have to start like doing something for myself because I, I won't survive. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, we're eating later. We're eating more takeout mm-hmm. right now in this season, or we're just not eating as well as maybe I would like, but I'm exercising every day or I'm out in the sunshine or I have a little bit of time alone yeah. of just like breathing and taking a real shower. Like, simple simple mm-hmm. things right but just simple things like that she's like I have to exercise like every day like I'm I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. like that's something that's happening because then she's like I get to drive there 
and I get the drive back and then the whole time there like I'm alone and that is huge Mm -hmm. and just knowing like knowing and I think that's something too like Shane and I will talk a lot about it just with other mamas and with you guys obviously and then just each other like you got to find out in your journey in your space at this time like what is it that you need that is like kind of help you just kind of like okay like I I'm gonna fill up my cup a little bit and then tomorrow's a new day right and not that like we have to just get through no we don't want to ever look at it like that none of us do right none of our hearts is to like just get through the day we want to be intentional and half of that is why we get so frustrated and annoyed is because we are being so intentional right and we care so much about every decision and detail that you have to start thinking like Mm -hmm. everything can't matter so what can I give up right and especially in the season when there's multiples right it's so and even just Shayna, you experienced it right now. Just like you're like, what am I like doing? I'm s- such a different woman than who I was with River. I'm just like what I'm yeah. giving to my first and to my second, and it happens in utero. It's already happening, right? Mm-hmm. That intentionality that we had and all these things. It's like it's just mm-hmm. already so different, and we have to trust that there's like a plan, right? With our seconds and our thirds and our fourths, and right that like they're just gonna be the the second born and they know exactly what you need and they're going to have this different kind of demeanor and everything like my second is the same but it's just so interesting of just like okay yeah what what do we need and for me lately I've just been like I need to freaking go on a walk I need to go on a walk when stage is down I'm going to take church Jake works from home so that's the time that I'm like this is the time that I can go on a walk I'm not alone but I'm going to go on a walk at least at least I'm moving my body right and so just something like that of like we just need we need it we don't need massages every day we're not in that stage of life that's our 40s right those are our 40s 40s are glorious yeah (laughs) I just even thinking of getting a massage I'm like all right so I'm gonna totally At this rate, how we keep having kids mm-hmm. in our 60s. I am not sticking that on. Well, I also want to add to a, just the difference of exactly what you're saying. Of like your second born knows, right? Your age child knows. And I think yeah. just the difference of your birth is such a testament of that, right? Mm-hmm. The difference between yeah. what Miley's needs are versus what Zoe's needs are. The difference mm-hmm. of you and who you were in each of those spaces. And like exactly what Tessa already said like Matthew was with Miley you took on a different role but you connected with her mm-hmm. and that might have been like the most you connected with her in the last trimester right because you never had that much dedicated time where you're just connecting and being present with your baby in the room like that's I tell them mm-hmm. I'm like yeah they just but it's just something of like I how our babies know our bodies are so intuitive and they know and You're that so those right. were those moments where you were able to get that and you connected with Zoe and then you were so present and fully connected to her while you were birthing her in a total different way than with Miley, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you didn't need that as much because you had those nine months of deep soul connection. And then with Zoe, it's just so different, right? And I think that's so beautiful and hopefully encouraging as an example of like, it's going to look different. 
it's going to be very different. Mm. It already your pregnancy is going to yeah. be night and day typically compared to your first. Um, so I just love how you were able to say that. So like where we're able to kind of like see the parallels. Like okay, both of them both beautiful in their own way, both magical and peaceful, but very much both unique. And your curls are so unique and so beautiful and so different in their own way, just like your birth. And I love it. I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love you saying that so much. I really, really, really appreciate it. <laughs> and now, like, I'm like, I received that and now it's mine. Because it's true. Because I remember there being times where people are like, how far along are totally. you? And I'm like, in what? Oh, Mm-hmm. Because like I forgot I was even pregnant. I don't show for a while, two for two. I don't show until I'm like seven months. Like I could hide it until nine, almost. You know, like. And so you saying that like really gives me a mm-hmm. like a really good perspective and like brings me a little like full circle, you know, because it's true that like connection. I was doing like belly mask. I was like going to like patch and giving them like mm-hmm. skin, like belly mask. I had the belly oil from them. I had their bath salt. I barely even got a solo bath. I was bathing in doTERRA during like baby yeah. baby body wash with Zoe when she was inside of me because you know I couldn't put that in Miley and I our baths together. It was still like my whole pregnancy was so like my whole life and everything was so centered to Miley and so I really 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 received that and I love that perspective of like in that moment that was the closest and we really met where it was like most important and it I think that is almost healing for me you you saying that because I think I carried so much guilt Mm. through like my pregnancy and even almost eight months in postpartum of like Mm. not getting her I didn't even take maternity photos you know Mm. like I don't have like this like this was for Zoe moment and like even when I was having that connection with her I'm still making lunch for Miley just in case and that just is like a testament to like what motherhood looks like it will always be right you will never not be thinking of your other ones Mm -hmm. even while you're so deeply serving one at a time right but like I really really love what you said Shana and I think that's so beautiful and I hope that you like put that in your toolbox and apply that to yourself well, I think it's it's, it's wise though, you know, Sheena, what you're saying well. because, because and Kylie, you're like, I want to be out of body, get me out of body right now, and Zoe's like, Girl, you ain't no, let's talk, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like literally didn't allow you to get out of it. That's a really cool. I really I think that's a really neat. Just yeah, just thought of like okay. You're supposed to feel and be with her in every step of the way. You were, again, like you said, you were already so intuitive of, like, I got to wiggle this baby out of me. She's telling you what to do. Yep. So cool. Yep. So cool. I love that. As we kind of wrap up, because I know you have sleeping babies, what would be an encouragement? Something. (laughs) I know. Please don't leave us. Something that would have been encouraging. You've said so many beautiful, encouraging things. But something maybe either that's practical or just very much of like a word definition encouragement. What would have been something that you would have wanted to hear both positively about two under two 
two toddlers running around having two kids and then also something that like I wish I would have prepared for in this sense Mm. however you want to go about that (laughs) yeah that's Carol can I cuss no I'm just kidding um no but listen though like honestly like I I wish I would like be able to go back to myself back then or myself six hours ago and say like you're not a bad mom Mm -hmm. if you lose your shit having feelings and like being a person and being a mom can go together because eventually if you mask and like be this like mm-hmm. your kids are gonna figure out who you are no matter what you don't want them to be like 25 years old and be like wow you were a fraud you don't want them to mm-hmm. go through like their life and have emotions that they don't think that you understand because they never saw you express them so like today when i'm like getting so 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 upset I hope that like any mama out there who's ever found themselves in a situation with their two-year-old being like, I'm about to lose this battle right now. I'm like, I'm not really happy about it. Like, mm-hmm. like you're not a bad mom. You're just a freaking person. And you're a human. And they need to know that. They need to see that so that they don't feel shame about themselves when they have those feelings. There's a balance there. It doesn't need to be abused. It doesn't need to be habitual. They need to see you repair and reflect and apologize and go on from that. And there needs to be more of not that than that. But a bit of it is not going to like, you're not going to undo everything you've done. And so like, it's okay. Right? And... The only thing that I can say that I wish I would have prepared more for, um, I received it already. So I will tell someone else to do, to prepare for that in the way that I received it, which is, you better get you a village and you hold on tight to them. Because when you think like, I don't need it, I'm fine, and they drop off warm food for you, and they come and sit with you and just hear you cry or they call you even though you didn't even want to answer. And they listen to you cry for 45 minutes to an hour about your breastfeeding journey. Like, that's what you need. More than any, like, class or membership, like, you just need women in your life who are, like, very, very in close proximity to, like, the same, like, birthing, like, world like lifestyle as you whether they've had a one-year-old a two-year-old like two and under <laughs> get you some two and under mamas really though because um they fill your cup in a way that like you can't really find anywhere else they speak the same language as you and like if you have a friend who has a baby who's just like one like mm-hmm. she's still like in postpartum too so like when you cry she's gonna cry like you know what i mean like like you're still speaking the same language so um, that's how I would recommend someone to prepare, but I feel mm-hmm. thankfully had already prepared in that way through 
the women that like God has brought to my life. We're so thankful. We love you. We love it. Yeah. And also in that regard, Tess and I have a mama huddle. So join it. We'll put the links to register and join like-minded mamas. We all come together um, because it's so, so important. And we recognize that and we love and value our village and our mama besties. So we hope that's something you can connect with. But Kylie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable and honest and beautiful and eloquent in all the ways that you are and truly being such an encouragement because everything you say is so encouraging and you're just such a a magical breath of fresh air everywhere you go. And I love it. And we're so thankful you came on today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Mama. We're so thankful you decided to join us today and we hope you go forward in your day feeling encouraged and seen. Here are a few ways you can connect with our community and support the show. The first way is to share the show with a friend via text or Instagram. You can follow and leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And finally, follow us on Instagram at 4 Birth. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode.